Okay, you're good to go. The roundtable on dog posts. Dean Luggy joined by Fletcher Page. Fletcher, we're going to get into it. It's Labor Day right now. The dogs with a 31-10 to 10 win over Appalachian State. Story of the week, uh, not nationally, but certainly at Georgia, is uh, Jacob Easton is out um, for the Notre Dame game for sure. My reporting says that he could be out um, per, not fewer than two weeks, but perhaps longer. Uh, Kirby Smart saying today that uh, Jacob will be out for a little bit of time, and he is week to week. Uh, overall comments, we can talk about the App State game, but let's just talk about Jacob being out and where Georgia goes from here. Yeah, uh, let me. I was going to talk about the App State thing. I think I sent you a text um, before the game about how stupid you'd have to be to bet on App State. I think that, that was a trendy bet, right? People were taking this. I mean, I thought it was a. Yes. Well, let me here, let me just put this Go out ahead. there. It sounds great. Everybody goes, "Remember that one time App State beat <laughs> Michigan?" And then it's like, and then they took they took Tennessee to overtime last year, right? Correct. So correct. Let me give you a few scores in between. Here we go. Okay. App State 41 to 13 LSU 2008. 48 to 10 Florida 2010. 66 to 13 Virginia Tech. 45 to 9, you probably remember that one. That's Georgia 2013. Yeah. Fifty-two to fourteen, Michigan, twenty fourteen, forty-one to ten, Clemson, twenty fifteen. So everybody always wants to talk about the one time something happened. It's like you know the one time you kissed a girl in high school, Dean. All those, oh, other, yeah. all those <laughs> other days. All those other days. I'm like, you know what happened to that Michigan game? Everybody was smoking weed the night before the game and partying. There was a monumental breakdown in that program and somebody got fired because of that right Lloyd Carr wasn't that um in the midst he's of not Michigan there. he's Abbey. certainly not there anymore yeah so I don't want to hear about the exception I want to hear about the rule I don't know why people were making that a trendy pick it was stupid and I know that again App State did take Tennessee um to overtime right um but then they got their asses blown out by Miami two weeks later last year 45 to 10 at home so it's a sucker bet and I don't know why that was even a discussion I'm back in rare form I thought last week's podcast sucked and was boring so we got to come out of the gate here strong we need a sponsor I mean here you know what I think here's what I think I think Georgia's going into a very tricky situation this week you want to start talking about it look Notre Dame should win this game that's what I think I mean you and I talked yesterday you're giving it the old Vince Dooley Talking, no, I'm not. I, mean, I, I legitimately, I, I don't know what the line is this second, but it was six and a half, which I do think is too high. But it was six and a half. You could certainly see where this isn't a situation where Georgia goes up there and does what they did to Missouri a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I, you're starting a brand new quarterback. Let's not act like, you know, this isn't a big deal. It is a big deal on a lot of different levels. I mean, they, they started Jacob because he was, you know, I mean, clearly because they thought he was the best one. Go ahead. Because he's not a freshman. Well, uh, this is the sixth quarterback to start at Georgia in the last five years. Uh, this is back-to-back true freshmen starting in legitimate uh, games. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, excuse me, legitimate seasons. You don't want that. I mean, this is not at all what you want. And – I, do I think Georgia will win? I don't know, but I know who should win, and it's Notre Dame. I mean, there ain't no question who should win. It should be Notre Dame. I mean, Fletcher, they, they didn't look so bad the other day. I mean, they still have issues with um, stopping the run. That's, that's, a, that's an issue for sure. 
Um, and that plays right into what Georgia does well. And Georgia's defense is going to have to really play well in order for this game to be, you know, up in the air in the fourth quarter. If, but I, you know, I'm sorry. I think Georgia should lose this game. Be, be, not, I mean, and a lot of it does have to do with the quarterback. And, you know, I'm going to qualify this one last time. This doesn't mean I don't think Jake Fromm can do the job. It means I, I, I think in this particular given situation, I mean, Notre Dame should win this game. I, I didn't think they should with Eason. But now you're, you're talking about a different scenario completely, and it's time to live realistically. This game matters if you're trying to win the national championship. I mean, I don't think anybody on this podcast thinks that Georgia's going to win the national championship. It does not necessarily matter as it relates to um, the conference. So I think Notre Dame should win. Now, I don't have a bunch of confidence in Notre Dame, but that's me. I disagree. I think Georgia wins. Now, I, I'm saying should win. I think Georgia's going to win. You don't. So you think Georgia's going to win the yeah, game? Yeah, because <laughs> I think that Georgia has. Um, it doesn't. It's not an Alabama defense, but I think Georgia has no. um, a dynamic. Uh, I wouldn't say. I would call it Alabama obliterating. I mean, just mass destruction, nastiness. I think Georgia's a few levels below that. But I think Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb are still going to just be – I'm going to be all over that offensive line all season. I don't think it's good. But I think it works out over the course of the game that Sony and Nick do well. And I think that that defense, um, whatever – and you know what, man? Let's let's sip the Kool-Aid. Jake Fromm has moxie. Oh, he's, yeah. He's got man, it, man. He's, he's got whatever it is. And well, he, he's not going to be faced. He's a football junkie. Bro, he's now, not going to be phased, phased on the road in South he's, Bend. He's going to be phased. Hey, and I'll tell hey, you Lou, Lou Holtz and Tim Brown ain't coming through that door. All right, this is not 1988 when Bill Elliott won the NASCAR Winston Cup yeah, championship. Oh my God, you putting it on thick today? All here's right. why. Here's why Jake will be. Here's here's why Jake will be phased to some degree, and and not because you know the only reason he can be phased is he's never played on the road ever. He's never played in anything ever. It's well, awesome. no, he's played. Well, here's he's the played. best thing about what well, freshmen don't know what they don't know. They don't got to worry about it. They're so it's naive. Kind of like, kind of like, like your prom night. You didn't know what you didn't know, boy, and it didn't turn out very well. So it's it, 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 he's still he's still gonna have to deal the number one issue in a road game, particularly when you've never played before. Is it's it is very difficult to communicate, and his he's never been on the road in a college football game. He's never heard it. Uh, now he's heard it at Georgia and so forth. So there are there are landmines here. Uh, did he play? I thought he did play well at the beginning. When I was watching him live, I was like, "Ah, this isn't so hot." You here, know. I got, here's what I got for you. I don't want to hear this. You know who's playing on the road is Jake Fromm. You know who's playing? Period is Notre Dame. They lost to Michigan State and Duke at home last year. They lost to Stanford right. at home. Well, uh, that's not that's they not lost that to Virginia Tech at home. I, they lost to Duke at loss. home last year. Okay. Okay. It's that's not, that's not a great loss at home. So I, 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 I'm, not I, the, I'm not worried about um, Aaron Murray Jr. and his his <laughs> offensive line. I'm not worried about it this week. I think. Oh, now you're not worried about the offensive not line. Not this week. You're talking about. I'm just not worried about it. And you're saying they should lose. Oh, what you're? Uh, what's going on with you right now? I'm I, I'm never optimistic. It's, yeah, I, but here I, I am. Think, here we are. People I, change. 
I think you I think I think you have to look at this thing and be realistic. And I think you have to say Notre Dame matches up well with Georgia the same way Georgia matches up well with Notre Dame. It's all going to be about the Notre Dame offense again and that offensive line against Georgia's defensive front. Those are the I mean Georgia completely stopped App State last week. What's that, the that, What's that? What is the early line? It's six and a half. That means that Notre Dame has a you know two three you know two and three chances to win. Uh, that's a significant line. Once you get near All the right, touchdown, well, let's line, put a steak dinner bet on this. I get six and a half points in Georgia, right? And you get Notre. Well, Dame. I would say me. I would take Georgia with six and a half. Are oh, you changing your story now? No, I'm not. I'm being nuanced, which you accused me of not being yesterday. Boy, I talked to you. You know what? We should have recorded this conversation because I I want people to 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 be exposed as the fraud that you are. You know, the the funny thing about you being from White County, you you think you know everything. I'm from Young Harris, and I was briefly – Right? I'm I'm from Young Harris and did a brief stint in in Cleveland. I never lived there. It doesn't count. I went to school there, so that helped me out. I was a little bit further down the river. That's why I was able to get educated a little bit early. Well, let um, me educate you about this. The offensive line at Notre Dame is legitimate. And, it, you know, that's going to be a real challenge for this team. And also, too, as it relates to nuance, that Notre Dame should win the game. Like, Tennessee, it's going to be too late for this call, but Tennessee should beat Tech tonight. Right. I'm not convinced they will. I think Tech wins that game. And, and, you know, I just do. So in this situation, all I'm committing to is Notre Dame should win this game, man. There's just well, I like what you're setting up because it's far too many times in these situations, Georgia, whether it be Boise State or whoever it is in these early season matchups, North Carolina, they it it has felt like, and maybe I, I'm 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 being a little biased, but it always has felt like Georgia's can only get to even, and if they could only be embarrassed monumentally. And they really right. stood nothing to gain. Maybe those Clemson, the Clemson games might have been a little different, uh, especially when you're playing uh, against such a great coach like Dabo Sweeney. Uh, People don't want to hear your sarcasm about Dabo. No, no, I'm not. If you don't like Dabo, Dabo, that's on I'll, you. Oh, don't, don't, don't pull this on me. We should have been recording our phone conversation yesterday. We should have. I, I called. I was Nick cussing. Steven, I, I called Dean every name in the book. Deservedly, um, uh, we actually not got, we actually got the into a category is Urban Meyer and Nick we, Well, that's see, Proceed. you're not being nuanced now. See, Proceed. you and I were yelling at each other about Dabo Sweeney, not something I wanted to be doing on Sunday. Um, but that's what happens when I talk to you on the phone, and I know it's going to happen every time. <laughs> so. But yeah, I, I think it's a good matchup. I'm happy. Your, your point is that for once. Probably the first time since maybe they played Missouri in Yeah, you're actually downplaying Georgia instead of the team they're playing. And you're talking about how Georgia shouldn't win this game. So when they I, win it, which I'm saying they will, um, hey, will walk people through. Victory. We're 12 minutes into this. Walk people through why you think Notre Dame wins this game. I don't. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I meant to say Georgia. Why Georgia wins this game. Because you you I, help, help me out here. I think that they have, however, whatever words you want to categorize. I think if you call Alabama's defense is elite, that's the highest praise I can give. Whatever mm. ad, adjective you want to throw in there, or um, what would you say, great? I don't know. I think Georgia. Has I mean, it's just defense. they're just the best defense in college football. And it's obvious. Alabama is, but I think that yes. Georgia has a great defense. Um, yes, and I think I that agree. its better days are are still ahead of it in this season and next season. So 
I think it's it's it, the floor has been raised and the ceiling is much higher than the roof. But and, the, but go ahead. Yeah. So for that reason, I like the fact that I understand that in the past you and I both have been consistent that in order to get where you want to go, you got to eventually have a dynamic quarterback. And I, you know what? That really does play out time and time again. Whether it would be Clemson with Deshaun hitting Mike Williams mm-hmm. in that championship game, at some point you have to be able to make throws, dynamic passes, to to get where you ultimately want to go. But I don't think and and, would, and and be clear there too. You're not saying that Fromm can't do that. You're I'm just, just saying, saying I don't think he'll need to do that. I think this is one of those okay. games where Sony and Nick handle it, and that complements what what you've got going for you on defense. And I don't even. See. I only watched probably 10% of Georgia's game against App State. I don't know what they've got going. I, I hear their punters better. Oh, way better. Their field goal kicker's better. Uh, he was good, man. Now, you yeah. know, his. I'm sure his dad's got a lot of things to type about that. Got to have um, the dad's got The parents got to <laughs> stop talking to the media. Yep. Um, but Georgia's special teams are better. They're yes, gonna, I clearly. feel like they're going to have better field position. They're, that complements a, a great defense. That complements having two senior running backs that aren't going to mess around. And even though that offensive line is a liability, I think over the course of the game, Georgia's going to consistently have better field position. What do you call it? You can call that hidden yardage. They'll win that yeah. game. And I think that eventually this defense is going to prove itself to be not just stout and strong. I think they're going to prove themselves to be a scoring threat at all times on the field in terms of forcing turnovers and getting. Well, getting yeah, they up. didn't get any turnovers today. So that was a little bit to me. That was kind of the one spot where you're going, all right, this is pretty dominating. But there's got, I mean, you do want to see more ball hawking. But I know they got Dominique back there. I mean, they got guys who can go get the ball. I think the way that you laid out the issues, perhaps, for Notre Dame in this one, that, that's exactly, if Georgia wins this game, exa- what you just laid out is exactly it. It's not, I doubt very seriously that Fromm is going to go up there and throw for 300 yards. That's And that's not the way you want to do it if you're trying to win this game. Even Jacob. Uh, if you were trying to do that with Jacob, that, that's just not how you. This, that's not what this team should be. I mean, Jacob can be as talented as you want him to be, and and from the same way. But this team has got a particular thing, and that is a defense and a run game that just. Man, you you realize how good? A, I'm not sure Georgia's had a better duo of running backs there at the same time. Just a duo now. That that 14 team was pretty good. Well, but the no nuance group. The, Everybody well, always yeah. says, everybody always says, give me David Green instead of Matt Stafford. And I always say, give me Odell Thurman versus anything Matt Stafford ever had. Give give me Matt give me David Green's defense versus oh, anything yeah. Matt Stafford ever had. I uh, mean, that was a total difference. By the way, Jake Fromm reminds me much more of David Green than Aaron Murray. That's just that's just me. I've been saying that for a while. I mean, he doesn't have tremendous arm strength, but he can make some throws very well. I mean, he's, this guy, he's not a slouch. It's a at all, but you know, well, you're, I'm just saying you're asking him a lot to, to do a lot. I can just stereotypically say if he gets the ball out of his hands, if he knows what the hell's going on, uh, you know, he doesn't have to have the the you know. No, yeah, I agree. You don't have to at all. But he's a football junkie, Dean. I so are you? I'm like, kind of being you, sarcastic, but yeah, it is. People it's funny. People can't understand it's, it's that. You know that, it's right? It's a trope. I don't care. It's a it, it is tropey and it, it, it it's still true. I, I do think that that Jake Fromm is a good old boy from South Georgia that loves football and loves competition and probably watches more film than anybody. Uh, I say he has leadership quality. I've I saw him play once in high school. 
was good. I saw him on the sidelines being a leader. So I understand that I've seen it with my own eyes. But that doesn't mean that Jacob Eason's not a good leader. Uh, I think that doesn't mean that Isaac Nata in the huddle looks at Jacob Eason and says, This guy's going to throw a touchdown pass to me on this play and believes it just the same. So um, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, But I could just, you know, do a little less of. I could do without some of that conversation, but I get it, you know, whatever. Well, you, you could do without the narrative being formed that any any player does one thing or the other, and that's what they do. Like Aaron Murray just lived in the uh, – Right. In, it, I think bus. a lot of times you hear that, especially like Tim Tebow, where somebody says, well, he wanted it more, and he had more heart, and he worked harder. But you eventually see that m- – Tebow hit a point where everybody else was working as hard as him and loved it as much as him, and he was out of the league. So I don't necessarily – I think it's great that they love it all, but um, I think just about everybody in that – not everybody in that locker room. There's always people that don't love football. There's always people that don't work as hard as other people. But sure. um, I think that there's a lot of that going on. And I'll tell you what, that was just like a movie, though. You got all off season where people are just all over this, and it, and then it just works out where – uh, star quarterback kind of falters on the first couple drives, then he gets hurt. From comes in, looks great, um, and so yeah, it flows right into well, that conversation. Well, he looks good, man. I mean, there were some moments that you expect from a freshman, and he did exactly what you'd expect from a freshman. I mean, he made some mistakes that, I mean, throwing in a triple coverage for any quarterback, freshman quarterback, that's not ideal. That's not what you want. But hey, Brett, Far- Brett Farber said, "Good ball, son." <laughs> He catch the ball. I like, I like that kind of quarterback. Hey, man, hey, even on interception, it's still somebody. That's still a completion. Hey, somebody's catchable. It's a catchable ball. 50, uh, 50-50 ball. Sometimes that's what the play dictates. On uh, the you know, I'll just touch on this because I'm not going to really get into this into these weeds. Is that when you start saying that about a kid, that means you're that to me means you're kind of saying that someone else isn't doing that. Right, right, right. I think you better be real careful with that stuff because that's not that's not for public consumption. That's not something you want to start dealing with. That's not a good thing. I mean, uh, all those quarterbacks that are around, they all got to live around one another, and uh, they're all. I mean, they're all in the same workspace, so it's it's something that you got to be careful about once you start talking that way. Um, when fans do it, I think it's it's not that big of a deal. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you got to watch that, man. Well, it certainly know. is. It, it, I commend uh, the kid for being a true freshman. Um, I don't know what the regimen is for backup quarterbacks during a game week, um, but I, he obviously had himself prepared and ready to go. Yeah, uh, came in and um, clearly, I think the offense took on a more up-tempo look. Now, I think a lot of that had to do with the offensive line actually doing something for Nick and yeah. Sony. Um, but I think that that offense sort of, it just looked a little bit energized, and I, I don't necessarily think it was just because of Fromm. I just think things started kind of working out, too, because you're, you're leaning on a non-Power 5. What are they called? The other five? What are they called? Well, that was, yeah, that was the thing, too. That was kind of why it was so ridiculous for people to say that Georgia, you know, well, no one, I don't think that I know said Georgia's going to lose the game, but but and it's not ridiculous to say they couldn't cover, but it, it just it did because that took on a lot of its own too, and you're just kind of going, you know, Georgia if they're legit should blow these clowns out, and, well, and that's yeah, yeah. 
That's what they did. Totally. The only now, way that they can lose. Are they, but are they legit? You know, I don't know. They, I still think. Right. Now, I, okay, this is total speculation. This is my guess. I think Jacob will certainly be back by the Florida game, and that's the most important stretch of the season for sure. But you can lose the East before then. I don't think it's out of the question for him to be back for Tennessee. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not reporting that, anything. But you need Fromm to get you through the Sanford and Mississippi State game probably. You, you just need to you – can, you can eat the loss at Notre Dame if you have to. That's no big deal. It's fine. You can't lose the, – the Tennessee, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Mizzou, you, you, you're going to need to win all those games. And I still think – this is my point. I still think Georgia should be in Atlanta – at the end of the day, with Fromm as the quarterback or not, I still think they should get there. I think that's right. I mean, I, we'll have to see what Tennessee does against Tech. Unfortunately, this podcast will be coming out right around the same time, I guess, as that game kicks off. And that's yeah. me putting pressure on you to upload it and get it out there. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, again, Kentucky, I'm sorry for the bad advice. Thanks a lot for that one. Yeah. Yeah, see, now I have to hold myself accountable. I, was just, I just listed off the things that um, made it kind of stupid. But again, the same thing that happened to Kentucky is what I would be worried about this week with Georgia, is that you're going on the road, bro. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. These road games that Georgia's playing in are challenges, man. Notre Dame, uh, Tennessee, Auburn, even Tech, man. It's tough to play on the road. I didn't appreciate it the way I used to. And I think to some degree that's what happened with the Cats. You go down there, yeah, it's challenging. Well, I'm, I've written a column about this, but I mean, Kentucky's won that five of their last seven wins have been by seven points or fewer, and you throw in that Georgia game where they lost by a field goal late. Uh, yeah. So that's just sort of the way that Kentucky's played. So now you can sort of the same way that I just built the narrative against betting on App State against a Power Five opponent. Uh, you know, I should have heeded that advice with Kentucky, just sort of looking at the way that they are. They they're they're tough and gritty, and they like to play these ugly games. Um, and I, I've written a column about this where John Calipari numerous times has told us in the media that he likes it when his team shoots 32% and they still win. He gets yes. off on he gets off on that as a coach. Oh, uh, shit! Because you you learn so much more about how you're going to respond whenever you're able to overcome something like that. Or and he that, also that, he, he also says when a team hits he wants to see a team hit 10 straight shots against his team. Or he wants his team to shoot 32%. He has said that to, in a group setting I've been in probably three or four times since I moved to Kentucky. He loves that shit. And it, it, it is such – and then he always follows it up with because we got to learn. So well, here's I think the thing Georgia too, might learn a few things up here at Notre Dame. But I think well, that they're going to learn it's, and win. It's, it's setting up to be a, a – setting up to be – this could be a really big moment for this program. Oh, you're going – you're going macro mm-hmm. on it here. I mean, it's setting up to where it could be a very big moment for the program for Kirby. I mean, that Auburn win was a big deal, I think. Um, and then you start talking about, um, you know, the opportunity to go up there as a relatively heavy favorite to play with a kid who's never played on the road before, who's never started before, and uh, have him, uh, you know, try to you try to. Let him got let him Hudson Mason you to victory, which means nothing crazy. Control it uh, and just get up to the line and, and turn around and hand it off as much as possible. You know, and then if you can do that, you're talking about what could be a a a win that could maybe get you to the Orange Bowl or whatever the bowl is this year. You know, I I can't remember the bowls, but um, 
the big test is going to be Mississippi State in a couple of weeks, man. I mean, and then at Tennessee, those are games that really, 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 really matter. And I hate to be that guy, but just having played sports for so long, some games do matter more than others. And in this case, this Notre Dame game matters. It does. But it's not the same as some of these other. It's not as important as the home game against State in a couple of weeks later. It just isn't. And what we don't know now is how will Jake perform and, and when will Jacob be back? And when Jacob's back, how will he perform? We, we can't know those things uh, sort of right now. And that's, that's, the, that's the bad thing. You know, that's what you can't know. Hey, what did you make Fletcher of this weekend in college football? Uh, not a good look for the ACC. Uh, obviously, I think what most people would consider their title contender in, a, in Florida State, which I've all, I've been saying it's Clemson because their coach, Debo Sweeney, so great. Um, I think Clemson still a shot at the playoff, but Florida State got annihilated by Alabama. Pretty, but they should have lost, right? Well, they're the number three team in the country playing on a neutral field. So, you know, I think losing twenty four to seven and losing your starting quarterback. Yeah. For the season, that's devastating. But I thought Louisville did not look good. Nope. Nope. Pitt playing an FCS team. North uh, Carolina. North Carolina and NC State lost as double-digit favorites. Well, that, that, that NC State. No, well, NC State won a double-digit favorite, were they? I, don't I thought think they so. were a 10. They were a 7. I, they, they, seven. Been, they were a big that, favorite, though. That wasn't, a good, that wasn't a good look either. I mean, I think right. Carolina. And South Carolina looked great. I mean, North yeah. Carolina did not. Uh, I think the SEC East, I mean, that Florida-Michigan game went the way that I think a lot of people thought. I mean, if Michigan doesn't throw two pick sixes, then Florida's not even, that's not really even a game. Um, Florida's going to have, how many, how many years have we has has it been since Florida had a quarterback? Well, Will Greer, Will Greer was there briefly, and that was probably, so two years, but only for half that time. I mean, that's a real problem for the Gators. I mean, they've had quarterback issues since Tebow left, I guess. No doubt about it. See how quick it can go. I mean, you can be a national power one minute, and you lose your quarterback, and then you're done. It's interesting. Yep. Mississippi State. I mean, it can happen. A&M, Mississippi State. Shoot, Georgia. And I I give Mike Bobo a lot of credit out there at uh, Colorado State. He really had a chance to show his ass about the officiating, because <laughs> I would have. Oh, my God. You know, dude, he took the high road on that. and the That pressure. was brutal out there. I've got a good buddy that covers uh, covers um, Colorado sports uh, in general, and he's all he loves Mike. I love, uh, he was out there at that game, and then he wrote a column about how it, Bobo really had a chance to go off on the officiating. And uh, he didn't do it, so sure. he you got I don't. It's not going to be long before Mike's at a Power Five school. Yeah, that wasn't a great look, though. I mean, it's better than last year against Colorado, but they they really did get beaten pretty solidly. All right, we've got about two minutes left here. Uh, there are some big games this week. You got Auburn at Clemson. That's about a touchdown favorite for uh, Clemson. Georgia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame about a touchdown favorite. Uh, Ohio State Oklahoma. And then Stanford SC. SC did not that wasn't I mean I think SC could win the national championship Ohio State can win the national championship obviously Alabama. Alabama and Ohio State looked the part. SC did not. What what's going on at SC? I don't know. Honestly I, they're on the West Coast and I've already moved on in my life I'm on Saturdays by the time they play. Uh but you know Western Michigan obviously PJ Fleck had built them up a little bit before leaving to Minnesota so it's not your average uh, directional school game there. I like Stanford to beat USC. That's the game. 
and I'm taking these underdogs. Um, you said Auburn's a touchdown underdog? Well, it always moves, but yeah, Auburn and Georgia both, I think, are six and a half point dogs. On the I, like Cle- I like Clemson heads up, but I'll take the points with Auburn, and, I'll, and I like Georgia all the way, so I'll take Georgia in the, again six points. And I'd like Ohio State. Yeah, they're gonna, I, th- that's the, I don't know what the line is on that. I think it's about eight or nine, but I would, I would say the same thing. I would take Ohio State for sure. We'll see what happens with Oklahoma. All right, so very nuanced call here. Well, I is, think Notre I think Notre Dame should win the game. Oh my goodness! I, I'm not sure that they will, <laughs> but I think Notre Dame should win the game, and we're just gonna have to see um, how it happens. You think that you, you are confident that Georgia wins? I got it as a lock. Hey, uh, the biggest thing is that you're going <laughs> on Thursday. You're gonna be driving up through Lexington, so I'm, and and you're gonna stay with me. Oh boy! Uh, I guess us, as I should say. You, uh, and, you and your dog. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. What we got? Big, we got big plans for. You if you can get your ass up here at, at a decent time on Thursday, it's gonna be great. It's gonna Are be we great. gonna go live on the twitters? Yeah, we could do a live Periscope. You got? You got? You got a backdrop? Or I do, do I have, have a backdrop. I think it's a it's a Courier Journal backdrop, but I've got one. I don't know if we're going to use that. So yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool trip you guys get. I think it's unique for Georgia fans. Um, oh, I agree. Because yeah. you're you're going to. I think a lot of people will probably do Chicago. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, going to South Bend is something that you know a lot of people don't get to do. And then this is a matchup that uh, it's got a lot of relevance for a for a game that hasn't been played. In what forty something years now, almost. Yeah, I mean they've only played once, right? You know, know? it was for I mean, it was for all the marbles, and Georgia won it. So, you know, the I one thing I'll, cool. I'll leave y'all with this. This has nothing to do with Georgia, but I was watching last night, and it reminded me of Georgia a little bit because West Virginia and Virginia Tech. We we heard about this rivalry that was going on there, and I texted a buddy I went to college with, who was is a huge Virginia Tech guy, it's an old teammate of mine, and I said, uh, "That's a rivalry. <laughs> Everything can't be a rivalry. I mean, like." I don't know, man. I mean, like when you were at White County High School, who who were your rivals? Well, I was at White County Elementary. I was at Jack P. Nix Elementary. So I, yeah, the biggest rival I had was not to throw up going across Unicoi Mountain on the way to <laughs> kindergarten. So I uh, didn't know about the rivals then. Um, but no, it does feel that way with Georgia there. And I, I don't know why that is. It might be because of Larry Munson or Louis Grizzard for me. Because just the way that they were able to frame up stories, narratives, uh, columns. You know, you grew. I grew up reading books by Louis Grizzard, and you would think that Georgia and Notre Dame played that game like 17 times because there's just so yeah. many different angles that he worked on it. So that might have a lot to do with it. But you're right. Every every time Georgia plays somebody, it, it does feel like there's a little bit of that going on. Hey, uh, last thing. That, that, that 1981 um, Sugar Bowl game, was one of the least interesting football games in like the history of the world. So that's hopefully, why think, that's why I think it's the most interesting. Because it's awful. You can, you can I mean, always, you know, you realize people realize Georgia got the ball at the two yard line once. That's basically why they won that game. Right. I mean, Notre Dame fumbled the ball on the two, and Georgia took it in. I mean, one, I mean, I don't know which of Herschel's personality scored that day. But, <laughs> Well, I don't. I do know which. Uh, there was only one Buck Blue out there, and there was only one Buck Blue c- completion. Uh, so I, I think that all those, all those things. 
<laughs> yeah, Herschel Walker. <laughs> hey, it's a good joke. Herschel Walker had more personalities in that game than Buck Blue had completions. Could you imagine if if they? I mean, could you imagine the grief that Fromm would get if he, if he completed one pass? Well, you just basically outlined all he's got to do is go one for twelve if he can hit wins for a touchdown, and everything else will be so done. Their their path to victory is not leaning on Fromm, and 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 I think everybody in the world would agree with that. Can he do it? Definitely, but you know. Let him grow, and uh, he's going to get a shot to grow this week. I know that. Well, All right, go ahead. I said we're two hours or two minutes into overtime here. You're going to have to send me a little bit more money on this week's check. That's the roundtable for Dog Post. Uh, Dean Legging and Fletcher Page. Fletcher, we will see you up there in a couple of days. Everybody, enjoy your trip. If you're watching at home, be safe, and uh, if not, we'll see you in Chicago at Dog Post Party.